This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Thank you, Donna. That was beautiful, and it, it spoke so much of what is true in this moment. Sylvia, I feel so incredibly proud of you. I know how much you have worked to get here. It has been all the classes that you've taken, all the papers that you've written, all the Zoom calls you've been on, all the stuff. But more importantly, there has been what has happened within you, the consciousness that has changed from the woman I met again back in 2015 to the woman who is now ready to be a unity minister. The change has been just incredible, massive, important. And you've done the work. And for all of you, I I just want to acknowledge, somebody asked me this morning, well, will she stay here? And the answer is yes, yes, she is. She is forever part of us. And, and Sylvia and I have talked, and <clears throat> she, she will be, <coughs> sorry, she will be um, continuing to lead A Course in Miracles. She will continue to be the head of our earth care team. And she will be speaking on the fourth Sunday of every month. And she's going to be bringing um, the earth care 12 Powers program that she has been very instrumental in creating through Unity Worldwide's Earth Care team. It's a very innovative program that will be moving across the globe. And so she will be focusing on that program with us so that we get to benefit from it. Um, She is our big representative with Unity Worldwide Ministries. She feels a huge call. And we have a mission that says we are a global ecosystem. That's what we're creating. So global means reaching out beyond this room, beyond who we touch virtually. And and Sylvia is our person that is out there doing that. You can't, you can't go through this process and do it well when you're in a partnership unless you have that person standing behind you, having your back. And John Kitzhaber has been her person. I know how much it has cost you, John, to stand behind a woman of this magnificence and power. And you have done it so beautifully. And she is here today because of you, because you support her. And from all of us, I want to say thank you for that.
Yeah, so now that I've made you cry, I'm going to invite you to come up. <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> I'm such a sap. Those of you who know Sylvia obviously know that she went through quite a trauma in her life eight years ago. I was there, um, <laughs> and um, I know that probably it wouldn't have happened if she hadn't been associated with me, but I also suspect, I could be wrong, but I suspect that had that trauma not occurred, and had she not worked through it in the way that she did, she may not be here with this loving community day being ordained as a minister in the Unity Church. So when... Uh, Reverend Hyatt asked me if I wanted to say a few words. He realized that, yes, I did, actually, uh, very briefly. But I do want to just talk a little bit about faith and transformation. Uh, three things. Uh, first, I want to thank Reverend Hyatt and each and every one of you for the love and support uh, you gave to Sylvia in a really difficult time in her life. You provided a, a blanket of security and acceptance at a time when she felt utterly alone and abandoned. And for that, I cannot thank you enough. So thank you again. Secondly, I want to just give you a little insight into this transformational process that I've had a front row seat to watch. Um, because I think that the transformation she's gone through is one of the things that's going to make her a tremendous minister. Um, in a time of real adversity, she had the courage to question every aspect of who she was or who she thought she was and to burn away the last vestige of self-identity, and then, and then to stand in front of herself, exposed and vulnerable, and not only accept, but embrace what she saw, which is the beautiful spirit that uh, resides in, in, in all of us. And her courage and her commitment to find a way through the darkness uh, has always been and will always be a source of inspiration to me. And I think she was successful because she had faith in herself and the faith in the goodness of each and every one of us. And that faith became a calling, and that faith and calling uh, sparked this beautiful transformation from a broken spirit to a spiritual leader and a spiritual healer. And I think that all of us can make that same decision to make that kind of transformation even in our darkest hour. And finally, if I may say a word or two to the almost newly minted Reverend Hayes, <laughs> to my partner and friend, Thank you for being you. Thank you for your courage and your powerful leadership by example. Thank you for how much you love Mother Earth and all the creatures, large and small, that live on it, including aging former politicians and ER doctors. <laughs> but most of all, thank you for giving me the opportunity to watch the kind of transformation that I think each and every one of us is capable of. You are truly quite remarkable. Someone once said that what the caterpillar calls the end of the world, a master calls a butterfly. And this congregation is getting a butterfly today. I'm quite certain of that, and quite possibly a master. And so it is. Okay, Sylvia, come on up. <laughs> Thank you. 
So she has one more hoop to jump through. <laughs> this, this is the official part. So these are some commitments that Unity asks you to affirm. Do you affirm your commitment to be a Unity minister, a member of Unity Worldwide Ministries in service of our global mission to advance the movement of spiritual awakening and transformation through unity? I do. Do you accept unity principles and promise to adhere to them and make them the basis of your teaching? Yes. Do you consecrate yourself to this mission wherever you may serve? Absolutely. Do you promise to minister faithfully and lovingly to the people of this community and to seek to be a living example of unity principles? I do. And then this is the unity ethics policy for ministers. <laughs> and they ask you to commit to the following. So I've just broken them into three chunks, okay? So the first one, I consecrate myself to creator and look to the indwelling Christ as my source. I dedicate myself to the principles of truth as I teach and express them. I affirm my belief in the power of prayer by praying regularly. I affirm I teach more powerfully by what I am than by what I say. I affirm my integrity as a minister by high ethical and moral behavior. Yes, I do. I affirm I shall respect all ministers, protect their honor, and seek their advancement. I will conduct myself and my ministry without competition or contention, realizing we will each do our greatest work in unity. Absolutely. I affirm I shall work in harmony with Unity Worldwide Ministries <clears throat> in what I teach, where I teach, and to whom I teach. I affirm I will give the people I serve sincere and faithful leadership. I affirm the sacredness of every confidence shared with me. I affirm I shall lovingly respect other churches and metaphysical groups. I affirm my love for all people, regardless of race, background, politics, or religion. I affirm I shall seek to bring to all people the freeing truth of source within. I do. Okay. And then these affirmations, if you please repeat after me. I am unity. I am unity. I affirm my unity with source. I affirm my unity with source. I affirm my unity with myself. I affirm my unity with myself. I affirm my unity with all ministers. I affirm my unity with all ministers. I affirm my unity with all people. I affirm my unity with all people. I am one with the one. I am one with the one. I am. I am. Okay. So now I'm going to ask two things. Those of you who have cards, if you would pass them to the end of the row, and Russell's going to gather them. And would the ministers please join me on the stage? In our community, we are blessed to have a number of ministers who have been ordained in other traditions. And so 
I'm asking them to join me to be part of this process. So the first thing they're going to do, Reverend Beth, is we have a, everybody is dressed in their ordination paraphernalia, just for the specialness of this occasion. And we have a, a stole that we are presenting to Reverend Sylvia. But first we are going to infuse it with blessings. So, Reverend Beth. Um, Sylvia, I'm so happy to be here. It's very touching to, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, my blessing is, I think, as far as my ministry, which was more alternative than it, oh, is it not on? And um, through Buddhism and earth religion and feminist spirituality, is a lot about uh, um, presence, the presence of love, and the expression of that in your life and following that call of presence. So with whatever, yeah. Oh boy, how do we do this? So quite some time ago, I started greeting Sylvia with the term goddess. And when you think about the term, don't you think I nailed it? <laughs> so I brought my reading for today to infuse into this. When I was ordained, I was ordained in world religion, hence the non-traditional cape here. And our head minister had a belief system of the guru. And the guru is the light and the center and everything. Turns out I don't really dig that point of view. And so as I stumbled about the earth trying to figure out what my ministry was supposed to be, apparently it was meant to be here with all of you. And so I would like to infuse into this beautiful stole the affirmation of the goddess. This is your reminder. May you always remember. You are beautiful, powerful expression of feminine energy. You are strong yet graceful. You are gentle yet fierce. You use your force for good. You are nurturing, loving, and self-sufficient. You are the queen of creation. You ignite your ancient wisdom. You are the flow of the ocean. You are the alchemy of the fire. You are the grounding of the earth. You are the force of the wind. You are the extension of cosmic creation and filled with infinite possibilities. Blessed be my beautiful friend. Wow, thank you. Well, 40 years ago, uh, almost today, uh, I was uh, at a low point in my life, very low point in my life, and I found unity. And as a result, unity changed my life so dramatically. And it's Sylvia's story as well. So she and I are brothers and sisters of the soul in finding ways to overcome adversity. And my 
role in ministry has always been more listening than speaking and empowering others uh, any way I can. And this lady is such a master at that. I sit in her Course in Miracles, and it's a miracle just being there. So I'm just putting all this love and light into this, knowing that it's going to rise up and create such a wonder for this entire community, and it will bless each of you. But moreover, it blesses the person that is empowering, and that's Sylvia. Yes. Dear, sweet Reverend Sylvia, I will always call you my Reverend Sylvia, even in Fred Myers. <laughs> um, I started my path about 30 years ago with Agape and United Centers for Spiritual Living. And I'm infusing this stole as I really just speak to you, to your heart, of cherish this amazing journey you are on from this point forward. This is a poignant moment in your life to really step into ministry in all aspects, not just when you're up here talking, as you know, when you're with every single person out in the world, shine your light. I know that you're surrounded and embodied and embraced by God's infinite love. You continue to be steeped in that knowingness. Stand bold in your conviction and continue to be the beautiful, beautiful, grace-filled, magnificent minister that you are. Sylvia, <clears throat> this stole has the word love on it. And I am infusing this stole with all the love that I have for you, all the love that this community has for you, all the love that I know flows from you all the time, and the love that creates the whole cosmos. It's all in here. Never doubt, no matter what happens over the years in your ministry, that love has got you. And I have an ancient tradition, there is an anointing that happens. And so I have the oils of rose, which represents love, and frankincense, which represents elevation. And if you hold out your hands, I am anointing you now as a unity minister, following in a great tradition. <laughs> it was my one goal. <laughs> and, and I would like, if you step forward, I'd like everyone of you to encircle her and lay your hands on her. To be a minister is to serve. And it is to know that there is a power that is so much greater than our ego self, that is flowing through you, expressing as you, and is the one who serves. Our job is simply 
to get out of the way and let that happen, to dedicate our life energy in this mission. I thank you, Sylvia. We all thank you for the dedication, the grit, the work that has led you to this moment. And so it is. Please welcome Reverend Sylvia Hayes. What, do you want to say anything? Can oh, you can go. Yeah. Do you have to? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just I am overwhelmed. This is she's inscribed um, Reverend Sylvia Hayes on a New Course in Miracles book, which is so awesome. I love that, um, and I love you all. And I am so appreciative to each of you all your around, but for all that you've done to make today so special. Thank you. I can't talk too much more. We have one more song for you, Sylvia.
So I bundled my heart and I roamed the world free to the east with the lark, to the west with the sea. And I searched all the earth and I scanned all the skies and I found it at last in my own true love's eyes. Look, look, look to the rainbow, follow it over the hill and the stream. Look, look to the rainbow, follow, follow, follow a dream. That was so beautiful. So I want to talk a little bit about callings, and I'm just going to talk a very short amount. I, I hope you will forgive me that it's going longer, but it's such a special occasion. I didn't want to leave anything out of it. When, when you think about callings, I, I want to talk about the river, because we're in the season of the earth. And the river is a place that the river has a call. The river is called to the ocean. It starts out, it comes up from the earth, and it travels. And there's, there's something unknowing in the river that takes it to the sea. And the same is true for each one of us. We come up from the depths of the earth. Metaphysically, that we're in that place of earth consciousness solid form, and we evolve to a place of knowing the greatness of who we are. That is our number one call. We get confused and we think our call is to be a teacher or to be a speaker or to be an engineer or whatever it is. And those are calls, but the big call is to remember who we are. When we stand by a river, we feel peace, isn't that true? Because the river knows our name. Name is another word for our nature. The river understands who we are, and when we stand by the river, we sense that. We sense that peace, that there is more to us. We are able to let go of all the cares all the trappings, and just return to the flow of who we are here to be. There are many calls in life. Greg Lavoie, in his book, Callings, such a beautiful book, he talked about one day he had a mystical experience where he saw all the pollen in the air, 
And what is pollen but seeds, information that is flowing? <laughs> yes, and some are catching it and some are not. There, there are radio waves and frequencies. There's all kinds of information flowing all around us. The calls are out there and we are listening or we are not. We all have experience where something inside us is telling us to do fill in the blank, write a poem, call a friend, sign up for a class, take a new direction, leave a, a relationship, take a chance on a relationship. There are calls all through our lives. And sometimes we say no. And when we say no, it doesn't usually work out really great. Like in the Bible, there's the story of Jonah who felt this call to preach to people of a nation that was kind of an enemy. And he didn't want to do it. He didn't like those people. He didn't want to have anything to do with them. So he got in a boat and went the other direction. And so in the story, God sends uh, storms and the people on the board, the ship, realize, oh, they've got a pariah on board, somebody who isn't obeying divine commands. So they throw him overboard where he ends up in the belly of a fish which is an Aramaic expression means he's in trouble. Okay, it doesn't literally mean. <laughs> uh, I know, spoiler alert. <laughs> but, but what it, and it wasn't a literal story. It was a story that was meant to say that when we line ourselves up with the divine, things go well. We flourish. And when we ignore those calls that we hear, things don't go well. So today we got to witness this beautiful ceremony of someone who listened to the call. And so we know that her life is blessed. We know that because she is listening, and that is true for each one of us. We listen to the call, that river of grace within us, and let it lead us where we need to go. We don't, we don't see. If we're, if we're a river in, say, Missouri, we don't see the ocean. Even in Bend, we don't see the ocean. But we know it's out there. We feel it. We follow where it's calling us. I remember when I was a kid, I was about, I don't know, 11 or 12, and <clears throat> I went to Catholic schools. I grew up pretty Catholic. And, um, <clears throat> and the nun... <clears throat> Excuse me. The nun was making this stump speech. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm 
I guess I'm just listening to too much pollen. <clears throat> anyway, um, the nun was making some stump speech about, be a saint, you can be a saint. And I remember sitting there and thinking, yes, I can do that. And I was, I was signing up to be a saint. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I thought that meant. <laughs> Here I am now. But, but when I look back on my life and I see the different steps that I took, you know, I, I ended up going in the convent when I was 17. And that was partly because as a Catholic girl in the 60s, there weren't, there wasn't a big menu of things to do. <laughs> not like today. And when you're Catholic, going into the convent isn't a weird thing. You know, for, for some of you, it's like, really? But, but in my, my upbringing, that was normal. There usually was a priest or a nun that would come out of every family. Um, and the other thing was, as the oldest of eight kids who had a lot of babysitting responsibility, I, you know how it is at 17, you know it all, and I knew that well, I'd been there, done that, as far as kids went. I didn't need to have kids of my own. I, I was done with, with those. So none of that proved to be true. But I, I look at that, and I, I realize that that call to be a saint was a call to let the light come through me. That was the call. The language, the expression, that changed over the years. But the call to let the light shine through, that never went away. That's what I have been true to. Thank you. So whatever the outward expressions for you, those calls, follow them. But mostly, follow the call, the true name, the true nature of who you are, the light. The river knows your name. Go to the river and remember who you are. Follow your rainbows. Wish upon your stars. Be the ones you came here to be.